podcast voice. You have the podcast voice going on? Ladies and everything. And, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Late Night Tech with Tom. So, And we are recording. We've so actually been recording. So. We've been recording, so At least great. for just a little bit. So, so uh, did they hear my comment about my sexy voice? Yes, they did, actually. Oh, did they? Okay. Yeah, so. <laughs> I like it. Hey, you know. I, I and and unlike previous episodes, I'm not even going to say we'll cut it out in post because I know we're not going to cut it no, out in post. Oh There's no post. No, that's. <laughs> so, I'm lazy. The only and post we have are the ones holding up the fence in my backyard, and they're not even doing a good job anymore. So. Boom. Yeah. So so, anyways, uh, before we get started, as Mike takes a drink, so as you guys know, I'm Tom. That's Mike. This is Two Crazy Brothers. We're coming to you live from uh, the the Dungeon Recording Studio. It's my basement of a 1920s house. Mike is actually staring at what probably is the closest thing to a dungeon, the old the old uh, root cellar. So it's. Uh, uh, I'm not gonna lie, it is kind of terrifying. Yeah, he he hates it when he watches the house. He won't even come down here. So. Um, well, it's because the one time I was here. Well, actually, there were several times. I don't know if you were doing anything with the lights the last time. I, I no, I will I will say for our audience that I, I do have I, I I have so I mean we'll get into this, right? So so I think we said last time I've got Alexa and I've got Google Home, okay? And yeah. so with that, you know, of course, you know, you can't just have Alexa and Google Home. You know, you've gotta have something for them to talk to. So I have um I started originally with the Wink the Wink uh, home automation system, okay? And so and you're you're going to laugh at this, and then we'll get back to your story about house sitting, okay? So a bunch of light bulbs. So you get this Wink hub, okay? And it was at um, it was at Home Depot. It was at Home Depot, and it was like, it was it was half off. And I'm like, well, hey, I'm going to try it, right? Because I'm a geek. You know, this is kind of cool, and I wanted to have some remote control lights. Sale. Right. So I got the hub, and I got some some light bulbs, and then I got some more light bulbs, okay? But then I found online... They had this thing called the egg minder. Yeah, this is where you can laugh. Okay. <laughs> so it, it was a holder for 12 eggs. And so you would put the eggs in it and put it in your fridge. And then it supposedly would remember when you put those eggs in there. And it would tell you how long the eggs had been in there, how many eggs you had left. That damn thing never worked. So it became like an instant joke in the household that I had this egg minder that never, it didn't mind eggs. It, nothing. That's- so that's actually awesome. Do they still sell it? I know they actually stopped selling it because okay. of the complaints that people had that were mine. And, you know, I mean, I would fiddle with this thing for like hours. I spent hours trying to get a device to tell me, as Jenny would tell me, my my wife, but I think we already introduced her at some point. Yeah, we did. Yeah. So Jenny would tell me, she's like, you could just open the fridge door and see how many eggs were in there. And I said, but that takes all the fun out of it. And then the other bad thing is, is, it really didn't tell you a true expiration date because you didn't input an expiration date when you put the eggs in there. So you threw out the carton, which what did the carton have on it? The date. The expiration date. Oh. So so you had no clue. So I, I mean, you think about it though, it's a it's a cool concept, right? Well, it's a great concept because you think about it, you're maybe you're out and about, you're like, right. Hey, do I have eggs at home? Or do I have milk? If, right. Let's say for example it measure milk too. Well that's why have you seen those new <clears> fridges? I mean, I know you don't have a house, but the new yeah. fridges, okay. So uh, um, I think Samsung, yeah, we might have to move in the basement now that I can hear the the dogs pitter-pattering up above. So I, I apologize to everybody who's probably hearing that. So, But anyway, so on the Samsung fridge, it actually will show you, I think you can write down when you put things in there, and I think there's somewhere where it, 
remotely, if I'm if I'm correct, I might get this wrong, but you can actually remotely bring up a picture of the inside of your fridge on your phone, so you can see what's oh, in your cool. fridge. So you could see if you're out of milk. Because, I mean, having kids, it's easy because we just make the phone call home. You know, yo, hey, we out of milk, and you know, fifty percent of the time they get the answer right. So. Um, <laughs> The other 50%, I'm out at 10 p- p.m. at the gas station buying milk. So Yeah, because they didn't look. Right. So, But here in Wisconsin, we got Quick Trip. Which is great. I yeah. love Quick Trip. But you can't just buy just milk at Quick Trip. You, you end up buying bananas. Bananas. Muffins. Cookies. They got awesome corn dogs. Have you had their corn dogs? Actually, yeah. They're yeah. really delicious. So and what's cool in my car is there's this, I, I don't know what it's really for. Corn dog holder? It's a corn dog holder. So I can actually put two corn dogs in down by where I, because I've got a fusion hybrid, so it's got one of those dial for the gear changes. So it's got a dial changer yeah. instead of the stick. There's a little spot right in front of it. I think it's probably for your keys or phone or something. Two corn dogs will fit in there just beautifully. Perfectly. So I buy my two corn dogs. I put them in the corn dog holder. We've lost every listener to this yes. podcast now. <laughs> Except for the people that like corn dogs. Except for the uh, corn dog lovers. So To know that the hybrids have corn dog holders. Right, exactly. So, um, But... When I was watching the house, the washer went on by itself. You guys were already gone for two, three days. And the washer just turned on by itself? And the washer just turned on by itself. See, That's now, what bothered now, me. Now, I don't have the washer controlled, so I got to tell you, Mike, that... Uh, it's a little weird. Yeah, that might have been, you know, might have been a visitor from beyond, so... Um, which, Ugh. this isn't a paranormal podcast, so we're not going to get into that. I'm sure there are paranormal <laughs> podcasts, but... Uh, yeah, there's a couple out there. So... And uh, then the lights went off and on for one of one of the other times. But I think you had the hue set up. Yes, yeah, because I uh, I have them set up where the lights will go, they will go on. They go on at sunset, then they go off at eleven p.m. Okay. Because theoretically we're going to bed then. However, Jenny and I are n- night owls, so usually we <clears> don't go to bed till like twelve thirty one o'clock. So, and please. Don't email me the benefits of eight hours of sleep. I know the benefits. I just don't care. So there you go. So anyways, and then, you know, get up at six in the morning and the lights, we, we have the lights go off at um, at sunrise. Yeah. So, you know, so that, you know, they're not on during the, the, during the, the day, day wasting energy. Right. That makes sense now. Now I uh, see now you know it. Because, so. yeah, it was probably about 11 o'clock that the lights went off because right. I was watching Doctor Who and all of a sudden, boom. No lights. Yeah, so he comes over here to watch Doctor Who because he's too cheap to buy the episodes. And did that just sound like something was about to come through the ceiling there? Wow. Yes. Okay. Uh, yeah, so we'll just... Okay. Okay. So anyway, so he's too cheap to buy the Doctor Who, so I buy the Doctor Who, and then he comes over here to watch the Doctor Who when he's house-sitting. I think that sounds like a perfect Air quotes, house-sitting. <laughs> so, well, you got to take I mean, care of a dog. The dog has never died. The fish came close. The fi- <laughs> I forgot you had fish. <laughs> Sorry. Please email in. Please email in the fact that he forgot that, we I, have. I fish. remembered you had a dog. Well, that's good because what's scary, people, is he said a dog. We had two of them some of the times that he was here. So dogs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, 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 no. You've 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 always helped us out watching the house. Yeah. So we're much appreciative of that. So. You know, people. I don't want people to get the wrong idea. No, no. It's just I do enjoy watching Doctor Who because I gotta catch up when I'm here. Right. Um, I didn't the last time because there was too many because I hadn't watched for a while for Capaldi. Um, but it is what it is. Yeah. So, uh, oh, and I gotta tell you, a little hint on Doctor Who that some people don't don't realize. 
So, you, you know, everybody knows what a library is, right? Yeah. Well, like here in Racine, if you go to the library, they've got a huge DVD section also. They've got a good portion of the classic Doctor Who and the new Doctor Who on DVD. Really? Yeah. So all you got to do is you go down there with your, your library card, which if you don't have one, they're free. So I do have one. You do have a library yeah. card. But go, I mean, but I'm sure most people's libraries are the same way, but ours here in Racine has a, I mean, they don't have every classic Doctor Who. Yeah, but enough to. Yeah, that if you're interested cool. in it, you know, they, they've, they've got them. So I'll, you know, I've checked those out and I've showed Abby because Abby is, she's my Doctor Who, she's my Doctor Who girl. So Jenny, Jenny could care less about Doctor Who, but Abby, my daughter. Such a great show. Yeah. So, and um, I haven't watched any of the new episodes yet with the female Doctor, but I got to tell you, I am excited I hear good things. That's I've I've yeah. read the reviews. I've avoided listening to any of the Doctor Who podcasts I listen to because I'm like I don't I don't need any spoilers. I just need I just need some time to to listen listen to it. And what I what I do a lot are, are we still recording? I don't want to miss yeah, some, I don't want to miss this awesome prose. No, so, it's it's recording. So, anyways, what I do is when I work from home, I when I take my lunch break. That's when I'll I'll throw on an episode of Doctor Who to watch while I'm eating lunch. Because you know, because I eat at home when yeah. I'm you know when I'm working from home. So, but I haven't I haven't had a chance lately to 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 do that. And that's so. what I've been doing when I get a chance to work at home too. Yeah, just throwing an episode and uh, and it's it's funny because when I'm at work too, sometimes I'm just kind of frustrated. Everybody wants to go to lunch or do a team lunch. I'm like, oh, man, I really just want to watch an episode of Doctor Who. Right. <laughs> I just want to go out in my car and watch an episode. What is your problem, problem people? Like, why do you want to be so social? Right. So, I got to bring up a topic. Okay. We've we've got and we're gonna to have to have a more a moment of silence after this topic. Ah, uh, so. yeah. So um, today is, and I'm actually going to date the episode, but I think it's uh, it's important. So today is November 12th, 2018. If you haven't heard, um, Stan Lee passed away today at the age of 95 from complications of pneumonia. I think it was. He's been battling that for a long time now. Right. So, um, you know, as you know, as many of you know, he's you know he's credited with the you know. You know, he's obviously he obviously created a lot of the Marvel characters himself, but he's also probably one of the greatest hype persons oh yeah of marvel and you know in the character so even if he didn't create the characters you know just him the spokesperson yeah i guess that, you know you know you know kind of you know you know mike you and i have watched wwe right you always oh, yeah. got that he's hype vince person. mcmahon exactly that's he's not as intense not as intense <laughs> vince mcmahon is definitely more intense but you know i i think we'll you know we we you know Anyone who's, you know, remotely interested in comics, whether you, you know, whether you're a Marvel person or DC or IDW or independent or Dark Horse or whatever, you, you know, you, you, you got to respect what Stan Lee did for, for comics, you know, and, um, you know, and so it was, you know, it's heartbreaking, you know, I know you actually got to meet him at a a com. Yeah. Yeah. So Um, not as, I mean, especially for earlier cons, there was more time to meet him. But like later on in the last couple of years, especially now that things have become more mainstream, that sounds I don't like to say mainstream, but more popular. Yeah. Um, it's become harder to, you know, sit meet him. So so one uh, you know why don't you you know uh, you know one of the what is, you know you said you met him a couple of times. So I know you probably yeah. didn't have a lot of time to talk to him, but what no, is, but he's always his, his demeanor just was always friendly. Okay. And just like I don't know, you just have that you know how that energy when you can tell if someone's just 
being nice to be nice. Right. He wasn't being nice to be nice. He was sincerely just seemed like a nice guy. And that's what I heard from people. And so it's, it was his wranglers that were the not so nice people. Yeah. Well, they have to be because he's too nice. Yeah. So he'll let anybody. He'll be like, oh, sure. Yeah. Right. And he'll be there for 10 hours. Yeah. So now did you see him in, was it Chicago both times that you saw him? Uh, some in Chicago and saw him in Madison. Okay. Oh, he, oh yeah, that's right. Because you went up to uh, Wizard yeah. World up in. And actually, that was one of the last cons that he attended. Was it? Okay. Because I know this last year. Originally, they had said he might have been at Chicago Comic Con, or, or I should say C2E2, which we all referred to as Comic Con. But oh yeah, he was at that one, wasn't he? No, he 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 um, backed out at the last minute because of health, if I remember yeah, correctly. Yeah, pneumonia. That's yeah. what it was. So, so he's been battling quite a long time right. for pneumonia. So you know, I'm going to miss his cameos, of course, in you know the Marvel movies. Um, <clears throat> I, I I have another confession to make in a second, and and what I think was one of his best cameos because I just saw a movie and you're gonna laugh that I finally saw, it, but that's okay. But you know I I think you know you look at what Stanley did, you know, and it's it's you know I, I don't think you know because I've heard the arguments that people say that you know maybe we've put too much into what Stanley did for comics, but I don't think we did because I think his constant. Being there, being at the cons, being available to people, you know, his enthusiasm for, you know, it didn't matter who the character was. It could be one that he created, like, you know, well, well Spider-Man, right? Stan Lee created. Oh, yeah. yeah he created Spider-Man. Jack Kirby. Yeah. yeah. You know, he, you know, he obviously loved Spider-Man. Yeah. yeah I, 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 I right said that, yeah. you know, to other characters that were part of Marvel that he didn't really create. Like, you know, well, the, the Guardians of the Galaxy wasn't a Stan Lee creation yeah that wasn't a stan not all of them were a stan lee creation but he sold them with the same same passion right. which was cool and he's the one that really did drive it i mean people there's so many people that aren't comic book fans that know who stan lee is right and that says a lot to what he did well it, exactly and i don't know who's gonna take that that reign i i thought it would have been michael bendis but no it, he's not as he's not out there enough right people i He's not notable. Like Stan Lee had that that distinguished look. Right. I mean, you knew it was Stan Lee. You could see caricatures and be like, "Oh, that's Stan Lee." Right. You know, the only other, you know, the, you know. So there's, you know, now it may not even be, you know, we, you know, we tend to kind of focus on the men's side of it, right? You know, but you know, maybe it's going to be, you know, maybe down the road it'll be someone like, you know, you know, Marguerite Savage who does bombshells, you know, DC bombshells. Yeah. You know, maybe someone like her, you know, who I mean, her artwork is just fabulous i mean and i i love dc bomb you know i i love you know the the dc oh, yeah. bombshell stuff and i gotta tell you if if you haven't read it mike that is that is one that is one comic worth worth getting worth okay. getting I'll so tell. you know i read it abby reads it you know it's something we read together father daughter which is you know which is kind of cool because it's you know it's it's not only a story about women but it's for women for you know written by women for you know it's it's got all those those pieces but I don't think we're going to find another Stan Lee, or at least not, you know, anytime, anytime soon, you know? No, yeah, I don't know. You it's know. kind of, it's sad. It's, it's change of the guard. Right. So, so I think we'll, we'll take a moment here, okay? And then I'll tell you about the movie I saw, and you're going to laugh. So, so we'll, we'll bring this back in a second. So, just a quick moment. Okay, so... So I watched Spider-Man Homecoming, 
And you liked it? I didn't hate it. Okay. And you know what? I have to say the same thing. This will get into another conversation. I didn't hate it, but I didn't love it. I it was probably Tom Holton was probably Tom Holland. Holland, sorry, not Holton. Don't worry about it. Did I say Holton? I can't believe I said that. But Tom Holland is probably one of the best Spider Men oh, yeah. I've seen by okay. far. Okay. However, the character is still bothers you. Bothers me. But and I, and I'm gonna say this and then I'll let you talk. I thought the story was well written and the movie did not it, it did not drag for me. Like other Spider Man movies have drug on. It flowed it I actually was a little I, I don't know if I was shocked, but the 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 and, and I know it's been out a while, so we're not really ruining anything, but the fact that the the um you know, the bad guy, the protagonist was his girlfriend well, I don't want to say girlfriend, but his, the friend who was a girl's father I did not actually see that. Happening. That was that was a surprise. Yeah, I thought it would be his best friend's dad. Dad, because of you know, you know the 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 I think the story that we all know really well is the Doc Ock story and yeah. how it was his best friend's dad and you know and and, and all that. So, but I'll let you go now. How you're the Spider-Man good fan. was Michael Keaton? Oh my gosh, such as. <laughs> but but see now, now that guy I'm, is so good. I'm gonna kind of I'm gonna kind of put a caveat in this one. See. I love Michael Keaton. Yeah. And I still think he's the best Batman no, ever. No, he's still, you well, know. He's the one that I remember the most. I Yeah, there was Adam West that we watched right. on uh, well, yeah, TV show. But, I mean, as far as, like, the modern-day Batman, Michael Keaton, definitely. Oh, it, he played it beautifully. And, oh, as the bad guy in Spider-Man Homecoming, I just, I mean, he he nailed it. I mean, I'm sitting there, and I'm just going, I mean, he sold the part. And you know, I mean, I I've liked I, I I've liked a lot of stuff that Michael Keaton's done. So you know, I mean, and you know, you know, even his stuff like you know, you know, Mr. Mom, right? Or mul- yeah. multiplicity. You know, all multiple. <laughs> <laughs> Touch my peppy, Steve. But <laughs> <laughs> sorry, <laughs> there's certain lines I remember, and hey, it's, that's it's, where the twelve-year-old boy comes out. So <laughs> it's a funny line. <laughs> yes, but yes i michael keaton so anyway go go on i no no he, he just man he nailed it and he's been having a resurgence later on in his career now i'm really really happy with uh um his performances especially now um no the movie was good wasn't my favorite okay. i what's your favorite spider-man movie i have to say spider-man 2 okay but toby mcguire is not my favorite spider-man okay I, and you know what? It's not the best movie either, but it ranks up there a little bit more because I like the story of Doc Ock. Yes. And Spider-Man. But so. but do you like that story because it's the best story, or do you like that story because it's the one you know the best? It's the one I know the best. Okay. But again, it's just, it's it's a movie that I didn't think we'd see, a good Spider-Man movie. Well, and, and, and it also introduced the Vulture. Yeah. Which, I, I mean, if, if I'm Disney and Marvel... You've now introduced the Vulture, and I, I know this was, you know, the Spider-Man movie, Spider-Man Homecoming was this weird combination, Marvel, Sony, Disney, coming together, kind of a green, but not a green, to, to, <laughs> to you know, play nice. to play nice, but now you've got another bad guy, and quite honestly, the Vulture's kind of, kind of cool, I mean, now, you know, the Vulture in the comic book is totally, well, 
not totally. Well, a little. The character is the same, yeah. but it's draw. You know, it's portrayed differently, right? Because what wasn't the the vulture in the comic book was gr- a greenish guy. And yeah, it it, was, it yeah. was different. I mean, I like the spin that they've put on things. Um, definitely going to be introducing the sinister uh, sinister six. I can't. I'm trying, stumbling over my words today, but. I think that's going to be in the next couple movies. So yeah, so yeah, so I I had to tell you we sat down the other day. It was uh, Morgan, Jenny, and I. Morgan wanted to watch Spider Man Homecoming, and you know, of course, you know, I started off with, I suppose if we have to, because you know, I'm sitting there. We had just bought Avengers, and I'm like, or not Avengers. We had just bought Infinity War, and I'm like, well, I'd rather see Infinity War. And we also had you know, copy of Incredibles two sitting there, and I'm like, well, I'd I'd like to see Incredibles two again. Which, by the way, I watched today again. So, because I was off, because you know, when you work at a bank, you get Veterans Day off. So, oh, nice. Yeah. So, <laughs> enjoy those vacation days. Yeah, absolutely. But I watched it, and I didn't. I didn't hate it. I I don't want to say I loved it, but I would watch it again. Which for me in a Spider-Man movie, because rare, I have no desire to watch Spider-Man ever again or Spider-Man Two. I'm just not. I I would rather read the comic book. Any one of the fifty different iterations of the Spider-Man Doc Ock. Oh yeah. Story because there's you know, you know I mean, you know they keep telling that same story and and this isn't a crack at Marvel. This is you know in Spider-Man. Quite honestly, they. They retell the origin stories of all. I mean, how many Fantastic Four origin stories are out there? And now there's another one because yeah. they finally brought it back because, you know, Disney stopped pouting about Fantastic Four, which I'm did, glad they did. did. Have you read the new origin story? No, I've not. Pick what? it up, okay? Because well, you know me, I yeah. I love the four. Okay, the Fantastic Four. They are they're my. You know, you you. You talk about Spider-Man and Batman. Fantastic Four is, that's, for me, I remember that as a kid. I know the story. I know, you know. Nice. I love the whole concept of getting hit by radiation, you know, and the thing. I mean, who who doesn't like the thing, you know? Ben Grimm? Yes. So, yeah. you know, um, you know, and, you know, you know, so, but I, I didn't hate it. It was, and I would probably watch it again, which I don't ever say that. About Spider-Man. And that means it's a good movie. Right. We'll take it. Yeah. Now, did that one contain your favorite Stan Lee moment? Yes, that was the one where really? he was, um, it, that, just his interaction in the neighborhood about the, you know, the, the car alarm going off and, you know, and all that. Just, for me, that was, I could see Stan Lee living in that type of neighborhood, having that conversation with the woman out the window and and I'm I'm hoping I'm not getting the deleted scenes mixed up with the movie, but I'm pretty sure that him hanging out the window talking to the woman was in the the actual movie. I know he was yelling about the car alarm and all that. Oh, I'm trying to remember which one that was. But to me, I'd have that to was, I mean, because you know, now there's been some where Stan Lee's been in a crowd or he's been a character or, or an announcer at a strip club, right? <laughs> Welcome, chastity to stage, exactly. <laughs> you know, so, but um. I just really like that because I could see, to me, one, Stanley's a New York boy, you know, to me, in my mind, right? You know, yeah. I know he's he's not really, but he, he's got that edge of like a New York edge, living in, you know, living in the boroughs, living in the Bronx, or, well, Queens in this case, because yeah. Spider-Man's from the Queens. You know, I, I just can see him being that guy, being that guy you know. Um, so for me, that was, you know, and and... 
you know, and it, it's funny because, you know, saw that, you know, we just saw a movie. I just saw it a couple of days ago. I know it's been out for a while, but, you know, and then, you know, hearing of his passing. But to me, that was just that's quintessential Stan Lee, you know, and I, I don't know about you, but I like that Disney and Marvel put him as cameos. I really do, too. It's really kind of a, a high five to him for what he's done. Right. And uh, plus that face figure like yeah. keeps keeps driving this, you know, that sale. Well, like you said earlier. Even if you don't really know comics, there's everybody now knows who Stan Lee is, and it's yeah. like you know, uh, you know, it's pretty, it's kind of cool because it's, you know, because the Marvel movies by Disney, you, know, you you look at Star Wars, right? Yeah, you got George Lucas, you know, who who did Star Wars. You know, you've got Steven Spielberg who's done his movies, you know, but they're directors. Yeah. Well, in this case, you know, the movies are all different directors. But everybody can relate to Stan Lee being in each movie. So it's kind of like talking about George Lucas films. You talk about Stan Lee's cameo. Yeah. Which is great. I'm just, uh, yeah. It's just, it's it's sad to hear of his passing. But, you know, to be honest with you. 95. Yeah, that's that's what I was about to say. It's 95. So right. it's like, it's it's sad, but, you know, you, you can understand. Right. It's like he was 95 and he was really frail the last time. Some was a year ago okay. in Madison. Actually, a year ago in November. Well, it is November, so. Sorry, I just, I, I saw oh. I, I saw something. No, it's not a mouse moving, don't worry. Okay. So, there are no mice in the dungeon recording studio, so. So he thinks. Right, so. You know, we're going to have to come up with names for all of our different recording studios now, aren't we? So Yeah, this is the dungeon. This is the dungeon, so. Um, there is a wine fridge down here and some wine, so you know it's not that it's you know an uncultured oh, dungeon. It's kind of nice, so well, it's classy, right? But um, yeah, I mean, I I think you know, Stanley, you know, you know, you know, we've kind of spent a good portion of tonight talking about him, but you know, I mean, he's he done des- a, he deserves it, right? You know, and and quite honestly, he didn't. What did I hear that the majority of the money he made off of? comics and marvel was like in the last like 10 15 years it wasn't you know in the first part but comic book artists don't and writers and things like that i remember i remember hearing a story from a local comic book uh owner uh comic book store owner felix okay is that the last uh, years and years ago maybe like 15 20 years ago when he was in town he actually slept on a friend of his couch just in town because he wasn't so he wasn't pretentious right he's like oh yeah i'll sleep on your couch and they were having something at uh, the local mall, at the Regency Mall. Okay, yeah. Which, think about that. So, Racine, Wisconsin. Stan Lee came to Racine, Wisconsin at one point. Yeah. You know, because that's just, you know, because it was on his tour, right? You know, I mean, you know, you know. so I think, you know, people who sit there today and, you know, think of, you know, the writers and the artists and all that, you know, yeah, you, you know, they, you know, a lot of them still go to the Comic-Cons and all that, but... It was much different 20, 25 years ago. You know, you, you could literally just stop up, just take, shake someone's hand, and just talk to them right. for as long as you wanted. Yeah, you didn't have to buy tickets or you didn't have to make sure, you know. And, you know, I, I think it's a testament to the fact that comic books have gotten more popular. Yeah. You know, I mean, um, you know, you know, Jenny uses them in the classroom when she's, you know, teaching reading and, you know, and stories and literature and stuff like that. You know, um, you know, I think it's, you know, it, you know, you know, even the fact that you know you go to Barnes and Noble, they don't sell comics; they sell graphic novels. You know, yeah. and it's everything from, 
you know, what we consider comics like Spider-Man to, you know, a graphic novel version of Pride and Prejudice. Yeah, you which know. is really cool. Or Lord of the Rings. or Yeah, exactly. Just something. It, it, it's nice. No, that's how I learned how to read was comic books. And, and there's nothing wrong with it. And, you know, and what was, you know, you know, my wife being a reading teacher, you know, she told me that, you know, comic books are written at an eighth grade or higher level. I mean, they're not, they're not always written for no. young kids. And, you know, so, you know, there's words in there and structure of language that just, you know, is at times pretty, you know, pretty advanced. So, you know, I guess what I'm saying to anybody, you know, listening to this podcast, but if they're listening to this podcast, they probably don't necessarily care about what people think. But we, you know, it's, I think the fact that the cons have gotten to where they're at, right? And, you know, you think about Chicago, right? So Chicago's got C2E2, you know, which is basically it's Comic-Con, right? It's, yeah. It's, it's analogous to San Diego's Comic-Con. I mean, I know San Diego's much larger. Yeah, the same people that run C2E2 run New York Comic-Con. Okay, which, which there was no New York Comic-Con 10 years ago. You know, it was a very small event. Now it's, you know... It's insane. It's, you have to... From what I understand, you have to get into a lottery now, kind of like San Diego, right? To, in order to get tickets, right? Because it used to be San Diego. San Diego's been the big one for for years. Yeah. Chicago was always a, a good one, but for years it wasn't at the McCormick Place. Both, you know, it was Wizard yeah. World, well, or Chicago Comic Con was what it was called before Wizard World, and it was out at the all, you know, the the Allstate, or not the Allstate Arena, but the Rosemont. Okay. Uh, you know, convention center where, you know, where we went, right? Yeah. The, the year, and you've been there for other things. Well, now Chicago's got basically two of them. You know, yeah. Wizard World, well, is it still called Wizard World? Because I haven't Wizard been Wizard World, there. yeah, the, uh, that takes place in, yeah, Rosemont. And, yeah. Uh, C22 takes place in uh, uh, McCormick. Yeah. And, and actually, this year, Chicago has Celebration, Star oh, Wars Celebration. Yeah, so there's three type <laughs> shows, and they've, and they've had a TARDIS, a TARDIS sob yes, for Doctor, Doctor Who, Who comes... It's usually in November, but if you don't get your tickets by June, forget it. So, uh, but um, I keep forgetting about that. I know, but I want to go. But think about that. Who would have thought 20, 30 years ago? You know, I mean, you know, you know. Quite honestly, you know, if you read comic books, you basically, you know, you'd pick them up at the comic book store in brown paper bags and take them home, and you'd read them at home because you not show anybody and not show anybody because you know, you're kind of you know look. It, yeah, I don't want to say it, you were looked down upon, but... But you were picked on. It's funny because the things that I was picked on or beaten up for in grade school is now cool and popular. Right. And, like, I even see some of the people that were that way in grade school, and they're rocking, like, Spider-Man or Hulk exactly. t-shirts. And I'm like, oh, you... Yeah. Well, and, and, and I think to a certain extent, I mean, I, I mean, I love sports, and I know you and I, you know, you and I can talk about football, baseball all day yeah. long, too, right? But to a certain extent, I played those because... I didn't want anybody to know that sitting at home, I was programming a computer. I was reading comic books. You know, I'd watch Doctor Who on PBS late at night on the black and white television in my bedroom, you know. But I didn't let anybody, I mean, it was years before I told anybody that, you know, because people would be like, well, you know, classic Doctor Who. And I'm like, oh, I said, you know, the one with, you know, you know, with the invasion of the Daleks or, you know, the Aztecs. And they're like, so you know these. And I'm like, oh, I said, I watched these as a kid late at night on PBS. I also. I watched those B, those B-rated, you know, horror shows too, yeah. right? Attack of the Killer Tomatoes and all that. Now it's like that stuff's all cool. Yeah, everybody's just realizing that there was some value to all that, right? 
you know, and it's, you know, it's good. Oh, I'm not, yeah, I'm not complaining. It's just, it's, you know, it's funny how things shift. Yeah. Cause now it's like, you know, I mean, you know, you know, I mean, my kids read comics all the time. I mean, you, you know, the house, there's comic yeah. books all over this, this, this house, there's regular books all over the house too. So it's not, I mean, you know, I mean, you know, I mean, I, I will admit I have not read Harry Potter, you know, but everyone else in the family has, you know, um, but you didn't talk about when you and I were in high school. I didn't tell anyone I read The Lord of the Rings. No, no, God, no. You know, you would never say that, right? You know, I. I You'd just, be like, oh, I had to read that thing for English class. Right, oh ex- man, exactly. You know, and it, for me, it wasn't until I got, I, you know, when I got to college and I started hanging out with the the people I hung around in college. You know, that was, you know, it started to become, oh, okay, there's people. You know, I want to say it, but people like me, right? You yeah. know, but now it's like, you know, Lord of the Rings. People are like, you know, and, and someone's got to do with the movies and you know, and the cinema and all that. Just like you know, we we talked about either last time or the time before about, you know, everybody knows Spider Man and Hulk and all those. Not necessarily because of the comics, but the movies. Yeah, you know, so it's just. It's, it's cool to see the change and the shift. I yeah. like it, but it's just, it's weird. Right, because <laughs> you kind of sit here and go, wait, I, I knew about this stuff 30 years ago, people, you know? I mean, not to date myself, but I suppose I'm 44, so yeah, 30 years ago would have put me in high yeah. school, yeah, so. so it's, yeah. Yeah, but, you know, it's like, yeah, I knew about the Hulk 30 years ago. You're just finding out about him in yeah, the well, last 10, you know? Congrats, I'm glad you are, you right, know? You know, so, I mean, you know, now, my Hulk also was not just a comic book. It was also Ray, uh, uh, Frederica, uh, what's his name? Uh, the, the Hulk, uh, TV show. Um, oh, uh, um, you and I saw him at a con a couple years ago. Lou Ferrigno. Lou Ferrigno. Why did I say Ray Frederica? Who the heck is Ray Frederica? I don't know, but I'm going to look it up. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, Ray Frederica may be our new intern. I think, you know what? If, if Ray Frederica. Ray Frederica. Hey, Frederica. Give there me my go. drink. There we go. <laughs> yeah, another intern. Cindy has been fired. Yes. Well, her name was Grace, but you fired Cindy too, then. Oh, okay. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Everybody's gone. <laughs> we got a we got a whole stash of interns actually down here in the dungeon. They might be hiding down here. So you know, I asked for a chai latte with soy milk, <laughs> and it was almond milk. It's unacceptable. Great. Now that so that's how we lost Cindy. Yes. She brought you the wrong chai latte. Yeah. So. <laughs> So, anyways, we spent a lot of time. I'm sorry, Mike. I, no, it's I don't remember what was on the agenda. The agenda you didn't was send actually, it to me. Uh, emulators. Oh, emulators. So, um, where 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 are we at? How long how long are we into this already? I was. We're only thirty minutes in. Okay, we'll we'll start on emulators. Okay. Okay. I did see on a side note before we start going. Uh, I saw a little kit that you could make a portable Raspberry Pi emulator player. You can. Yes. Okay. There's tons of those. So, so anyway, so what Mike's explaining, so first off, for all of you, and I'm not even going to say there's going to be links in the show notes because we don't have any show notes because I I'm, haven't gotten the picture for the website yet from Mike. So I get that this week. So, But anyways, so the Raspberry Pi is a $35 mini computer that you can get, okay? And it's um, it's 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 pretty pretty powerful i mean it can run everything from you know there's people that run their irrigation systems for gardens off of the raspberry oh. pi um i've got a 
uh, you know, I've got uh, Raspberry Pi running some security software on my network that'll scan packets and look for for things that I've been playing around with. Um, it was a, a it was originally designed. The Raspberry Pi was originally designed for it was um, it, it was uh, it, it's out of it's out of England, um, and what they wanted was a computer that didn't cost kids a lot of money that they could take home and just hook up to their television. So, um, so they wanted to keep the price really low, and so you you basically you get this this little what's called a motherboard. It's what all computer components press in, you know connect into. And the the original Raspberry Pi, they're on the third or fourth version, third or fourth version of it. The original Raspberry Pi had some USB ports on it, so you could plug in a um, a keyboard and a mouse, and an SD card slot. So you could, that was how you basically put the operating system and all your storage was on a just you know standard SD card like you throw in a in a um, camera or tablet or whatever. It had a, um, a, a standard like headphone output jack, yeah. so you could either do headphones or speaker, and then it had a um, had HDMI out, so you could hook it up to a to a television. Oh, nice. Um, or did the original? The original might have had an RCA out too. I don't remember, but it might have an RCA out. Okay. So the you know the round the the round plug that you know is yeah. usually colored yellow. I think for for video on the back of a television. That's awesome. And then it had a USB or and then it had another micro USB port that was you plug an an adapter in it and you could literally power it off your computer. So if you had another computer at home, you could power your Raspberry Pi off the computer. Or if you had a you know for your cell phone a brick you know one of those little bricks that powered. But it was the thought was, and so that it would get it into the hands of kids. So it it run it runs a version of Linux, um, and if you the original version that they came out with, and it's been modified for all sorts of uses. But the original version would bring up a graphical interface, and kids could learn how to program. But it also had you know word processor, spreadsheet, you know all the Office apps. It had a web browser. Um, it it a, a lot of them had um, a programming language called Scratch, um, which allows kids to take little blocks, put them together on the screen, and make a you know basically uh, I I don't know Mike if you remember Logo the programming language Logo with the turtle where you tell the oh, turtle yeah. to go forward, yeah. well forward one back it, one yeah around, exactly square, yeah. so this is like a modern day version of that um, and then the other thing that was kind of cool is Wolfram Wolfram Alpha they're they 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 make um they make a program called Mathematica, which you you probably never use because you know I know your 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 degree was in finance, but being in computer science and math, this was this was a, a three thousand dollar program back in the nineties that ran on you know high end computers and basically you'd put in like your formulas and all that and it would you know it would plot them or it would help you do differential calculus and and all that and we had to use it in calculus to to basically we had to construct the formulas that would design basically what you know analogous to the the Apollo capsule and so we had to do formulas that would tell you know what shape you needed so it float in water and this program could do all the calculations and all oh, that so it's cool. all, it tie in. they made a version that they gave out for free and they still do on Raspberry Pi so here it is this thirty five dollar computer you could take it home. And you can use at one time what was this three thousand dollar program. I mean, granted, it's going to take longer; it's slower. But yeah. that was the whole purpose. Is 
Wolfram Alpha was like, no, we want we want kids to be able to have this program. You know, see, you had programming languages, you had, you know, office programs, you had all that. And they so they've expanded it. Well, what people found out is that on the motherboard also was a connector where you could connect in all sorts of other devices and you could also connect in like irrigation systems like I mentioned or you could you know um, you know home automation or you know people people use them to control robots or you know they're just because it's a computer that's all it is and it it runs a version of, of of the Linux operating system so anyways to our discussion on emulators so there's a a a um a project out there called RetroArch. So R-E-T-R-O-A-R-C-H, Retro Architecture. Okay. And what they do is they've got what what's called an emulator. And I, I suppose I should probably explain emulator for people that don't probably yeah. yeah. Okay. So what an emulator does is let's say you've got a you got a Mac computer, okay? But you want to run a program that was made for the Commodore 64. Well, there's programs out there that will emulate or make a a fake version of a Commodore 64 that runs on your Mac that then you can run all those Commodore 64 programs. Well, RetroArch is an emulator for it, it originally was for it it's for game systems, but quite honestly, it can also do Commodore 64, it can do Apple IIs, it can do the Atari 8-bits. So you you load this RetroArch on your computer. Then you go into it and you tell it, well, I want to run Atari 2600 games. I want to run 5200 games. I want to run NES games. I want to run Nintendo 64. And it loads all the proper emulators or programs to create those into it. And then you also load on the card what I call ROMs, okay? Or in some cases, CDs and DVDs. So like in the Atari 2600, right, you got a, you got a cartridge of Pac-Man. Yeah. Well, people have taken that cartridge and figured out how to take the code off of it and create what's a ROM file. And ROM just stands for read-only memory because you can't modify it, but it's it's the Pac-Man game, but it's in a file on your computer. And you can find these out on out on the internet. I'm not going to get into the legality of it, quite honestly. You know, my thought is that's up to you. In a lot of cases, it's like the companies have gone out of business that even produce these games, so. There, you know, and the laws around that differ countries. You, that's up for the listener to, to decide. But anyways, yeah. you can get these ROMs. You put them out there, and RetroArch will then say, "Okay, you want to run an Atari 2600 ROM? It creates this nice menu. So I want to run the Atari 2600 Pac-Man. Why you would ever want to play that game? I have no idea because it's the worst version of Pac-Man, and I hate that thing." <laughs> I think we discussed this on yeah, episode we a little one. Yes. We're going we're gonna to do a uh, Pac-Man episode. Yes, and we are not going to talk about that one. Okay. That that game, instead of E.T. being buried out in the desert, Pac-Man should have been buried out in the desert. In fact, it should have not even been buried. They should have had a giant bonfire and just burned every copy of that Pac-Man ever made. But I'm diverging, aren't I? Yes. Okay. So, okay. so anyways, so you've got this nice menu where you tell it, I want to play the Atari 2600 Pac-Man. So the first thing it does is it loads up this emulator program, this Atari 2600 program. The one it uses is called Stella. And do you, do you know why it's called Stella, Mike? No, I have no okay. idea. The 
the code name of the original Atari 2600 was Stella. It was the name of one of the uh, engineer's kids. So oh. that's why the emulator is called Stella because the code name of the original Atari 2600 back in the 70s yeah. was Stella. Ah, that's great. So that's why it's called Stella. Just a little piece of random trivia that will never come up on a never come up on the trivia game at BW3s. But you know what? You now know that. So <laughs> maybe maybe someday it will. You never know. So. So anyways, but you can do that with all sorts of games. Well, that's great. You know, it runs on, you know, on your Mac or runs on your PC or, you know, right? Well, someone said, let's run it on a Raspberry Pi. Let's take this $35 computer, run it on a Raspberry Pi. So they did. It's called RetroPie. So get rid of the arc at the end and just put Pi. So I, I have one. I built one for built one for you too a couple years yeah. ago. You you got to bring it over one of these days. I got to update oh, it because I got some. I've made some. I've, I've adjustments. Added, I added in some systems and all that. But what's cool about this RetroPie is you can plug in two USB joysticks. So, and, and honestly, I just went out on eBay and bought two USB joysticks. But you can actually use like Xbox One wireless joysticks if you want to. So you can you know. Which are you know the Xbox yeah, One nice. you know or PlayStation Joy you know I don't I don't have a PlayStation, so but you can do PlayStation. Um, some guy hacked it the other day where you can actually use the Wii controllers and play Wii games on the RetroPie. I haven't tried that yet. That's on the list. But That's cool. I thought that'd be pretty cool because I'm trying to figure out how that would work with the sensor. So I don't know, I'm not quite sure, but yeah. So I don't know if it's just he's using the just the the joypad on. The, the Wii controller because I can't imagine the the motion controller isn't going to work without the without that sensor. But. Yeah, but anyways, so this RetroPie you can run all these these games. Well, think about it. So now you got this thirty five dollar, and I've got the Atari twenty six hundred games on there seventy eight hundred fifty two hundred. I've almost got the eight bit working. Almost. I can play Archon. Okay. I love Archon. I got the NES on there, so I can play Tecmo Bowl and Zelda. I got Nintendo 64 on there. That's, I think, one of the new ones that I didn't give to you. Yeah. I got the Super Nintendo on there, ColecoVision, and television. So all these emulators are running on this one little $35 box. It's got an HDMI out, so I got it hooked up to the, to the television. For the most part, because of the interface, all you need is a joystick. But there's a couple emulators where you need some keyboard commands. It's got a USB port on it. So you take a USB keyboard, plug it in, boom, it comes up. So it's pretty cool. So That's awesome. you know, and um, you know, so you know, this ras- you know, these raspberry these, these raspberry pies have, you know, they're they're doing all sorts of stuff. I mean, they're doing everything from, you know, there's manufacturing companies that are using them to run their robots in manufacturing, you know, Security professionals will use them to plug into a network to capture data packets. You know, students are using them at home for programming and word processing and all that. You know, irrigation systems that I mentioned, hydroponics, you know, all that. And you can also have a retro arcade in a box. That is, that's that's wild. Yeah. And to think of such a small device. Yeah, because it's... So it's, many applications. Because what did you say? It's about, about two... Uh, card packs together, right? Yeah. About the size of it. So yeah. two decks of cards. Yeah, that's yeah. it. And it's just wow. Yeah. So and I thought it was just for gaming. 
No, right. no, that's it's... right. Well, well, when you when when Mike came down into the dungeon, he was looking at the uh, at the the rack of the rack of electronic crap, and I have a retro pie or not retro pie, but Raspberry Pi sitting sitting on there, and, and I and you know, and that's where I told him, well, it's more than just just gaming. That one's actually running some security software for for a test that I'm I'm doing. I, actually, I'm capturing all his passwords from his cell phone, but he doesn't know that. But um, anyways, it's okay. That's why he keeps vibrating. Yes, guess, right, <laughs> right, right. He now has no money left on his Starbucks card. It's all on mine. Oh, so. man. <laughs> but no, I mean, and and so this is this is kind of the new uh, the new fad in 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 computers. I'm gonna kind of geek out a second here. Okay, geek, so you got these retro pies. Well, the BBC. Okay, the same people that bring you Doctor Who commissioned. A this um, it's called a micro bit, so it's a little computer. It's probably, and I'm quite honest, I don't know where mine is because I bought one. I think it's upstairs. But it's um, it's it's about the size of a credit card, and it's a computer. And they're doing the same thing with that, where they want they're they've got a whole curriculum. So in the UK. You have to learn how to program at some point in your elementary school. That's really cool. So you don't get out of elementary. Oh, it, it might it might be might be high school, but anyway, somewhere within your before you get to you know as they call it university, right? Where our you know our college university level. Yeah. You ta- everybody part of their core curriculum is programming. That is very valuable. I, do we require that in the United States? We do not? not. Okay. We do not. That's something we probably should. Yeah. I mean, it's such a valuable. I mean, skill to have, or at least have a knowledge of it. Well, right. I mean, how many of them are going to turn out to be professional programmers in their lifetime? Not maybe. You know, maybe the percentage is low. But think about when people start talking about programming a computer or how technology works. To have that understanding is, I mean, it makes a huge difference. And so they require it. Well, they contracted with the BBC, and the reason is. And this is something another piece of another piece of, of trivia that's never going to come up at BW3s. This isn't the first time the BBC's done this. So back in the 80s, the BBC released a computer called the Acorn, which was for schools to teach programming. So the BBC's got a history with the the English educational system of of doing this. But this micro bit is real small, and I want to want to say it, it was. I'm trying to. I'm going to look it up because I don't remember the, the, um, the 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 price of it. But it's it's based on the same processor as as um the the Raspberry Pi. So it's kind of the you know along the same the 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 same concept. But it's it's much smaller. But it's um it, and it's really set up for kids to to plug into an existing computer they program it on an existing computer and then load the code onto the micro bit okay and it's got some built-in leds so they can do some simple things or they can attach it to other components or quite honestly here's the mind-blowing thing kid can get a 35 dollars raspberry pi hook it up to their computer get a keyboard and a mouse and program their micro bit off their 35 dollars raspberry pi <laughs> so think about it now 
you can give kids so and I'm I'm trying to find out what the the price of the the um micro bit the price of the micro bit is. I know I'm kind of going in and out here on so I why buy there. So anyways, oh it's asking me what country I'm in. What country am I in? So United States. United States. Adafruit sells it. Adafruit also sells the Raspberry Pi and okay. another board called the uh, the the Ar- the Arduino or the Arduino, which we haven't talked about. So a micro bit seventeen dollars. So think about that. Thirty five dollars for the Raspberry Pi. Go to Walmart, buy a $5 keyboard and mouse combo, so you're at $40. More than likely, there's already a television in the home because, you know, especially here in America, you know, you know, we love our televisions, you yeah. know. So we're at, we're at, what, $40? You know, you yeah, you probably sweater. already got the USB, uh, you know, charger thing at home. Now this BBC Microbit for seventeen fifty, so we're at $57. You've got a whole programming environment that a kid can learn how to program a system for under 60 bucks for under 60 bucks wow we spend more than that on textbooks in america per kid yeah so you know i'm just i you know and i i know this this episode's kind of all over the place but but no no it's 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 good though because it's yeah but you know so the uk you know gives out these 17 dollar and 50 cent bbc micro bits it's cheap you know i mean you know, well, and you know, and and this is the cost of of buying it, right? So, you know, the cost of the UK government might be like ten dollars a kid, or it could be fifty. I don't know, depending on how badly they've negotiated a deal. But yeah, you know, you know, fifteen dollars a kid. Here, go take this. You know, here's a PDF online or a book online. Go program it. You know, and they're learning a skill that. Even if they don't become a professional programmer, they will be able to write code probably better than the crappy code I write at work. So, you know, it's all good. And I'm yeah. considered a professional programmer, which <laughs> that's just scary. So, <laughs> <laughs> But it also show, it gives them that, that knowledge. I mean, because they, they'll be able to bring it up in conversation years, years from now. Even running a business, just knowing how some of the infrastructure works or how it's set up. Right. I mean, just, you know, it'll be so valuable. Yeah. Wow. And... So, you know, I, so I read that, you know, because I, I got one of these BBC micros, and try to remind me next time before we, we record, I'll bring it, I'm, I know where it is upstairs, but I'll bring it, I'll bring it down to the, to the dungeon recording studio to, to, to show you. But it's, you know, it's, you know, this, the technology's out there. Now, what's funny, though, and kind of why I brought up the Raspberry Pi and the RetroPie is the whole point of the computers in the 80s where you could take them home and hook them up to your television at home. And you didn't need to buy anything else. So we've kind of come full circle back to back to, you know, whether you had an Apple II or a Commodore 64 or an Atari or a Trash 80 or a TI, you know, 99 or TI 499 or whatever the Texas instrument was or the Timex Sinclair or the, the BBC Acorn even or any of them. They all had television out. So you bring them home you plug them into your television and you had a computer that you could program or run games or write papers on. That's all the Raspberry Pi is. That's 
it's it's come full circle. It's come full circle. That's nice. And you know, and 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 what's funny is I'll listen to people on podcasts or I'll read articles and. You know, they're all like, oh, my God, you know, how amazing is this Raspberry Pi that a kid can have a computer in their house that just hooks up to their computer? And it's like, I had that in the 80s. We yeah. had that in the 80s. That yeah. was the that was whole thing in the 80s was you didn't need a monitor. Or you you didn't... just hooked up the TV. Right. You know, now, <clears throat> I'll give you the Raspberry Pi is infinitely more powerful and capable than, you know, than those computers. But the concept's the same. Oh, teach yeah. programming, you know, teach teach kids how to become, you know, not even kids, right? I, I think we miss out on a whole kind of adult conversation. Yeah, people know how to use their cell phones, but a lot of people don't know how to use really a computer or how a computer works. So I don't know. That would be a good gateway for them to learn. Yes, it would be. So it could be like the gateway drug. Of computers. So, yes. A Raspberry Pi. That's exactly. why they call it something cool. Well, that's why I got three of them. Yeah. <laughs> They're addictive. Yeah. They, well, they are because you, you start finding all sorts of uses for them. And, well, I don't want to, you know. I mean, yeah, I could take out the SD card each time, but I kind of like having my retro Pi with um, with just that in there. And that's one of the reasons we're also down here, Mike, in the dungeon recording studio. So when I get the television up, I can have the Raspberry Pi hooked up to the television and then, and then we can play these games that I keep talking about. That you go, I don't remember that game, Tom. I'm sorry, I don't remember anything of your childhood, Tom. No, I don't, because so, you're five years older than me. Yes, I remember all of his childhood. Yeah, even know. the day he came home. Oh, <laughs> I know that was a sad day for you, wasn't it? It was a very sad day. <laughs> I heard that you asked mom and dad if you could take me back. I did <laughs> multiple times. Actually, they might have just told you once to make you feel good. <laughs> they told me just once. Okay, it's okay. <laughs> I get it. I understand. Hey, you know, hey, it was five years of of just me. It was five years of Tom time, and then all of a sudden, oh, now it's Mike time, Mike time, Mike time. You know, so yeah, I was the baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Still the baby. Yeah, you are. Yeah, yeah there's no question about that one. <laughs> it's okay. I'll take it. But anyways, I because I've got now Mike can attest to this. So there it is. This this makes for good radio. There. He is uh, he has walked away from the uh, microphone. You know what all these are? Those are all Atari games. Yep. How many of those are there? There are 250. 250 Atari games, actual like cartridge Atari games. Yes. So we got. Here's the one I was telling. So we've got. All these games, we got to try. I okay. need to know if they work. I am, I so, am up for the challenge. For so I'm games. holding one of my favorite Atari 2600 games. I didn't really like the arcade version of this game. So th- now, I didn't say this was my favorite because you know it's not. Joust is my favorite Atari 2600 game because the Atari 2600 Pac-Man sucks. But um, <laughs> have I mentioned that before? Uh, no, I don't no. think so. Okay. So anyways, Kangaroo. Is one of one of my one of my top ten games on the Atari Twenty Six Hundred. What does Kangaroo do? So Kangaroo, you're a kangaroo. Your baby kangaroo has been stolen, kidnapped. Shouldn't say stolen, kidnapped. Okay. Notice the you know kind of similar to Donkey Kong here, right? Yeah. So you know, except it's not your girlfriend, just your baby. You know. Yeah. Well, you know, there's these crazy monkeys because you know monkeys, kangaroos, they live in the same area, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. So so you got to go up these platforms. 
avoiding the monkeys who are throwing coconuts at you. So, well, I think they're coconuts. Hang on, I gotta look. I can never remember. Apples. I'm sorry, they're apples. That's right, this one's apples. So they're throwing apples at you. Here, I'll let you see the artwork of the game because you gotta admit, the artwork of the games back then was pretty cool. We'll talk about artwork too. So, that is awesome. You gotta add the book Art of Atari. Art of Atari? We, we do need to talk to this, talk about that book. Okay. So, but anyways. So with kangaroo, you're you're this mama kangaroo. You're pissed off because they got your baby, right? You know, but you got your boxing gloves on because you're a punching kangaroo. I mean, we we got all the stereotypes going on here, <laughs> right? So you're hopping along, avoiding the monkeys. They're throwing apples at you. You got to get the fruit. You got to get up to get to your to your baby kangaroo. So the arcade version had, I think, at four levels. I think the 2600 version only recreates three of them. Or it's three and only recreates two. I don't. I don't remember the exact numbers. We can look that up before we play the game. But it's just it's just a fun game, and the concept, you know, yeah, it's kind of like Donkey Kong. But the Atari Twenty Six Hundred version, and I, and I bring this up because this is one we've got to we'll we'll show. The Twenty Six Hundred version of this game is actually pretty good for an arcade clone, unlike Pac Man. So um, <laughs> you're gonna notice a theme poor here. Pac-Man. Yes, poor Pac Man. But getting back to the retro pie, when I hook the retro pie up, what I'll be able to show you, and we can talk about this more in another episode, is I can show you the arcade version of Kangaroo also. Because on the retro pie, I've got what's called the MAME, MAME emulator. I think it's multiple arcade machine emulator. And so people have posted the ROMs or the game files from the original arcade games. Oh, cool. So you. So I can show you the Atari 2600 version. Then we can flip over and I can show you the the actual arcade version of Kangaroo. So the arcade version wasn't better? I, well, it was better. It was harder. Okay. But I thought the 2600 version was fun. But you got to remember, you know, in the 80s, you know, and now now this game, I don't remember if I had. I, I think I borrowed this from a friend. I don't think I ever had. I don't think I ever owned it. I didn't own it until... Well, obviously you can tell I, I it still has the Goodwill sticker on it. And look at that price. 99 cents. Yes. I looked it up on eBay the other day. It's going for like $10. Wow. You know, so, you know, if it wasn't that I love these games so much. They'd our, be gone. Oh, our podcast would be about selling the games on eBay <laughs> instead of playing <laughs> the games. So, but, um, there was, I mean, but there was a time, Mike, when I could get these games for like 50 cents at Goodwill. So I would just buy I would buy all the games that I possibly well I should say I bought all the games I didn't have. In hindsight I wish I'd bought everything you everything saw. I saw, but now I go to like I'll go to half well you don't even find them at Goodwill or anything anymore. I'll go to half price books and they're like 2 3 dollars a pop for the common games, but even half price books has gotten smarter and they're looking up on eBay too. So I'll sit there in the store. I keep a whole list of all the games I've got. And when I go to these these retro arcade or retro game selling places, and there's not many in Milwaukee. There's a couple cool ones in, in the Chicago area. Yeah, we could take the podcast on the road. Uh, we can. It's, it's totally mobile. Yes. But anyways, I keep a list on my phone of all the games that I have. So that now, because, I mean, when they were like 50 cents, I didn't care if I bought a duplicate, a yeah. duplicate, but now when they're like three, four dollars, it's like, no, nah, I really need a duplicate one. So, and I'm also a little more concerned if they work now or not. So, because I know in those 250, there's probably a bunch that just aren't that we'll have to clean. Well, you can clean them. You 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 get some alcohol. You 
you open up the case, you clean off the, the contacts, and you're looking at me like I'm crazy. No, no, it makes sense. Oh, okay. I just didn't. You actually pop open the cartridge? Yeah, you pop open the cartridge. I'm not going to pop open this one because this it probably one, works. Yeah, this is one of my favorite games. But we, but I will. You know, we'll pop open one of the cartridges boxes of like a Pac-Man game, and um, <laughs> we'll take a look at it. Yeah, inside. exactly. You know, if it doesn't work when we're done, I, you know, it's Pac-Man. So, but we got 250 games. We'll go through some of them. We don't have to go through all of them, but I'm fine with going through all of them. But um, you know, then we got those. We got the Atari 7800 games. We got okay. the Atari 8-bit games. And we've got the Atari 5200 games. And I know you're not as familiar with the 5200. No, I'm not, but... We'll pull out the 5200. I've got... I've owned four of them. Okay. Actual game consoles. The Atari 5200 game consoles. Yeah, he's now looking at me strange. I'm just like, oh, what year did that come out? That came out in 82? So 83? The, yeah. So the 2600 was still out and being manufactured at the ti- same time? Yes. Okay. So the 2600 came out. You had the Atari 8-bit computer. Then the 5200 came out which was sold as an arcade super system, okay? And then basically their whole thought was they were going to bring arcade games to the 5200 that were going to be as close to the arcade as possible. Okay. They came came close in some of the games, but the 5200 is built on the same architecture as the Atari 8-bit. So it actually was easy for them. If they had an 8-bit game, they could just cross-compile it over to the 5200. Then they brought out the 7800, which was a pro system, that was to compete with the NES, which they didn't really need to compete with the NES if they hadn't screwed up and not made the deal with Nintendo when Nintendo wanted Atari to produce the NES in America. But since oh. Atari decided not to do that, they came out with the 7800, which the 7800 is a good machine, but it's got a really crappy sound chip in it. So it's it, and it's 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 video processor. It's actually the video chip in the the 7800 is is code name or is nicknamed maria it's the name of the the, the chip because that was its code name um but the the maria chip is is it's okay but it's not up to it the the resolution is as good as the nes but it couldn't handle as many sprites or characters on the screen that's basically what a sprite is a character on the screen or as many colors okay so that's where it fell apart and it was it was it was as you put more on the screen, it became slower. Where the NES actually, well, if you see early NES games, you can tell that they had some problems coding it still. Just like early twenty six hundred games are crap compared. Yeah. To, well, I shouldn't say crap, but they're they're less sophisticated, right? Well, the NES is the same way. Everybody's like, well, you know, NES games are so much better. It's like, no, no. Take a look at baseball or Excite Bike versus. RBI baseball or you know one of the the motorcycle games from later in the NES yeah catalog they're night and day right cuz programmers got better they learned how to push the machine and the 2600 was that way or quite honestly now you know with the retropie I'll bring up some of the homebrews I've been talking about oh yeah and there's not just homebrews for the Atari there's homebrews for the NES and other systems too. What really gets me and I cracks me up is so you know you got these homebrews and you know and people are like oh you know these homebrews are all great. Well, they exist for the Xbox and PlayStation too. They're called indie games, but you know 
they now require you to sell them on their store and oh okay you know, yeah so but um yeah we'll we'll yeah we'll bring up some of the home brews um you know the ones that have the roms online um some of the other ones over time you know i'll, I'll probably start buying some of the the better ones there's a really good pac-man collection out for the atari 7800 that i want to get but you know and, and and i get it these people put a lot of time in it you know but you know they're like 35 40 dollars a game you know and it's sometimes hard to justify that for a 30 year old game system yeah know? so but um you know some of the homebrews you know the developers have put the roms out there you know so you know we'll we'll play around with some of them We'll play around with these cartridges. We've got a whole bunch of them. I'm excited about that. Man. Bring over your NES or yeah. my NES. You can bring back my NES to me. I do have two of them. Yes, you do. So you can bring back my NES. At uh, some point, I wouldn't mind you bringing it over just so Morgan could, could no, see No, I it. will. I don't have the cords. For, I only have cords for one. That's fine. The cords are cheap. Because so, I can never find the cords. The cords are cheap online. So, oh, by the way, the RetroPie, speaking of Nintendo... I've got the Game Boy emulator working. So you oh, can actually sweet. play you could play Game Boy games on a large screen television. Oh, that's gonna be fun. <laughs> yeah, so but um yeah, because I know you've got you've got a bunch of Game Boys. I've got a bunch of Game Boys. So Yeah, and no, I'll definitely bring over the Nintendo. Yeah, because I, I just want I, want I want Morgan to see it and you know, and then yeah have I'll, to use the controllers. Yeah, I'll get the cords and controllers. I was wondering why there was a second one in the crate because there's one with cords and one without and I was like I don't remember having two. Yeah, and I don't remember why we lost the cords. Or maybe it just got put somewhere else, yeah. Th- thrown in a bin of other cords right. and then dad probably looked at him and said, "Ah, right. We don't need these." But yeah, but I was just thinking that way. I'll show Mike or I'll show Morgan your mic. I'll show Morgan. <laughs> yeah. I'll show Morgan the NES cuz he you know, he, you know, there's some fun games. Exactly. So, and I, I didn't, you know, I mean, I got them all in the retro pie, but I wouldn't mind. I've been trying to show him on the original game systems. So, and then I've got the uh, GameCube, the game, the GameCube, which we'll have to fire up. I think you've got the games, and I've got the, the system. Uh, no, actually, I don't have any GameCube. Game. The only GameCube game I have is Worms, Worms uh, Armageddon. I wonder if I sold all those. Because I never, I never did have a GameCube or play that. Oh, because I've got the GameCube. Okay. I wonder if I sold I saw all the games. Maybe. I wonder if I did, but I have the system. That's weird. Why would I keep the system in none of the games? That's I'm so sure. unlike me. It's like, I mean, you look around this basement and we keep everything. Yeah, maybe it's in one of the boxes. No, I, I know because I've looked through them. So, but yeah, we got those, you know, the Atari 8-bit games. You know, we'll play those. We can even play some of the disc-based games. I know? do like those for, yeah. We can play some silent service. Silent Service, Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. was my favorite game. Summer Games. So, oh, I remember that one, yeah. too. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, we got those. Yeah, so I think we got we got plenty to keep this podcast going for at least another month. I and, think so. Uh, so. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have viewers, you know. I'm not viewers, but listeners. Right. So, uh, not that Maddie. I hope you're still listening. So Yeah, uh, I don't feel any is. Okay, so. It'd be nice if he reached out to us, but since we have no way to contact us, it's probably kind of hard for him to reach out. Or I'm just assuming to him, you know, yeah. she, you know, it could it, still be Matilda. Right, exactly. So if, um, you know, not that Maddie, if you find a way to reach out to us, you know, if there's something you want to hear about, you know, we can definitely add it to the list of things that we'll never get to. But, you know, if, you know, just let us know. Any of our other listeners, please leave positive feedback. Negative feedback can be sent to us via email. 
Yeah, and we'll make sure that it gets to the right location. Absolutely. But positive feedback, please go to, uh, we're on iTunes. iTunes and podcast.com. Okay. And the other one is being a little difficult, so we'll, we'll work on it. Okay. So, because, yeah, because we're not on, because I didn't see us on Spotify yet. Not yet. So, so, but, um, yeah, so, yeah, but we're on iTunes. All the episodes are up there. I saw them the other yep. day. I don't want to listen to them, but I saw the episodes up there. <laughs> no, I'm just can't. I do want everybody to know. I do listen to bits and pieces of the episodes because I want to hear how bad Mike. I mean, I want to hear how bad I sound. So completely understandable. And <laughs> this is why I don't edit. Right. It's, it's exactly. more fun this way. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. There is no editing. All the noises you hear are natural. So, by the way, if you do hear noises that sound unnatural, please let us know too. Since we're down in the dungeon, we'd like to know what else is yeah, down I'd here like with to know us. If there's something behind me. Right. Exactly. Because I'm not going to tell them. So. <laughs> Man, that's so, rough. But um, yeah, I think Thank you. one recap. Uh, I'm on level 16. Oh, we forgot about Pokemon. For Pokemon. So and um, I did didn't, figure out how to. You didn't incubate. send me a gift today. I'm gonna. I will. Thank you. But I figured out the whole egg thing. Did you? So you, you. I haven't hatched any. They're on the way of being hatched. No. No. Have you allowed it to have access to your health data on your phone, so it does your steps and all that? Yes. Okay. So it still needs to. Well, the nice thing is that means that you don't have to have the app open, which is okay. So you figured that out. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So that'll be good. It's. I'm just waiting for him now because I just put him in incubators today. So. Yes. I was like, oh, cool. Yeah, so I'm I'm still on level thirty one, but that's because it takes five hundred thousand points to move to the next level, and I'm at two hundred thousand points out of the five hundred thousand. So, jeez. Oh, yeah, it well because it it doubles. I think it doubles. Yeah, it doubles as you go each. That makes sense. Level so. It's it, but it's still fun, still entertaining. I still enjoy it. Um, I did see. Did you see the trailer for? Detective Pikachu. So I heard that Ryan Reynolds is the voice of Pikachu. Yes. I, I haven't seen the trailer. the trailer, but I heard that he is voicing Pikachu in Detective Pikachu. It looks really good. Does it? Okay. I, so. yeah. I'm a fan of Ryan Reynolds. So. Well, I, 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 I like him too. I think he's a, a good actor, but I, I haven't seen the trailer. I just saw it. I was reading Twitter and I just saw it come by on the, on, I, I saw it come by on the Twitch stream. So. I, I want to see the movie now. After yes. seeing the trailer, I really do want to see it. It so. looks good. Exactly. We we should get a Twitter account. We can. Yeah. Do you want me to set up a Twitter account? Yeah. Why don't we set I'll up set a, up a Twitter yeah, account? Set up a two crazy. You know what? See, that'll be good because then people can direct message us. Yes. Oh, that'll be good. Yeah. Not that Maddie can message us. So. <laughs> <laughs> and then and well, because then we can also we can tweet out when you've released the next episode. That'll be good. Yeah. Let's do that. So I our three that. listeners can. Yeah, so next episode, Mike will announce what the handle is on Twitter. Yeah. And then um, we'll, we'll have a Twitter Twitter account. We're, we're not going to have Instagram. You guys don't want it. Well, actually, you know what? I think I'll set up an Instagram account. Well, you know, we Because I'm going to take pictures of the, the cartridges. cartridges and games. So I will, you do Twitter, okay. I'll do Instagram. And, and then I'll uh, get the picture to you for the website. Exactly. And then we'll just, yeah, we'll post that. Because what's cool then is, is as we're recording... Instead of show notes, we could actually put the links in as tweets. We could. Yeah. I like this idea. Yeah. So, because we can sit here. It's easy to sit here with the phone or, you know, computer, you know. I just need to get better at show notes. I'm not, yeah. Yeah. Well, right. Because, well, I mean, because I know you put the title. So, obviously, you listen to the episode again before it posts. 
Yeah, yeah we'll go with that, right? So yeah, no, I listened to the episode before I posted. Okay, so you, so you know what's you remember what's in each. <laughs> okay, yeah. we're gonna yeah, we're gonna give away a little bit of how the sausage is made here. So so no, I listened. To I it again. forget what's in the episode, but that's been evident because I've asked you a couple of times. Didn't we talk about this? You like, know? So no, no, I'll listen to it on the way to work. Okay, and then when I'm at work, I'll. Just you don't to... drive off the road or anything listening to it, so no, I don't. Okay, you haven't fallen asleep listening to it. I haven't fallen asleep yet. Well, that's good. So, and we know not that Maddie at least made it through one episode. So hopefully that individual, Matilda, or well, we know his name isn't, or we know it's not her. Maddie. It's not Maddie. So, you know, you know, so Frederique or Matilda or or Grace. Grace. Yes. It, you know what? It could be our intern. Could be our former intern. Our former intern. That's Turn right. We, the latte. we fired her today. Yeah. That's right. So lattes are. Yeah, you don't mess with those. So we probably won't see another good review from not that Maddie then anymore, will we? Probably not. It's so, okay. anyways, I think we're out of here. <laughs> All right. Adios, yeah. everyone. Adios. <laughs>